Hey there, welcome to Locked On Leafs, our daily Leafs podcast, part of the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano, and joined by my co-host, the Zoobs. Man, we oh. got some hockey tonight. It's here. It's game day. Opening night. How's it going? How you doing? Music to my ears, man. Game day, finally. We don't have to talk about RFAs. We don't have to talk about guys we know aren't going to make the team. It is lineups. It is line combinations. It is puck drop. I cannot wait. Super excited for it. Uh, we're going to preview tonight's game against the Senators. And then a little bit later, we're going to still... We don't have a captain yet. So I think right. what I noted in our, in our preview episode before about how it's just they're going to stroll out the captain out onto the ice on game night, at this point, is that's got to be the only solution and the only option they have left. So we're going to touch on that a little bit. And then we'll do our league-wide predictions. We did our over-unders for the Maple Leafs in our last episode. Today we're going to do our league-wide predictions. We're going to predict who's going to get what trophy and who is going to be hosting the Stanley Cup uh, next April or next June. So, But before all that, man, we finally have some actual hockey to talk about and an actual game that matters that's being played tonight between the Maple Leafs and the Ottawa Senators. Uh, you know, the Battle of Ontario was a lot bigger back in the day. Obviously, Ottawa hasn't had the best uh, team over the last couple of years, just to, to be a little light on them. <laughs> uh, what are you expecting out of tonight? I expect uh, an emotional start, I think. You absolutely nailed it. I feel like maybe you have a, a mole inside the organization uh, because you absolutely nailed how they're going to unveil this, I think. It, it, we're, we're past the point now where a press conference is going to be too late. I think they're rolling with it. They're going to they're gonna uh, have our captain announcement as I step onto the ice. I expect emotions to be high. You know, any one game, it's difficult to ever know you know, with certainty what will happen, but I like the lineups. I like the I like the way they look. I think they have a, a huge talent advantage over Ottawa. So I expect a win uh, and an emotional one. It's it's going to be exciting. Oh, for sure. And, you know, just when you're looking at the game as a whole, uh, I think just the fact that Toronto has been itching now for a few games. Like, for me, the preseason just lasted a little bit too long, usually around the fourth or fifth game. I'm, I'm gearing up and ready to go. I don't want to see these AHL clubs going anymore. Like the team that, you know, Michael Hutchinson had to play in front of, he got a shutout being said uh, against Montreal or that game over the weekend. Uh, I think it was Friday against Detroit where it was just a bunch of AHLers and, you know, they're still good hockey players. Don't get me wrong, but I want to see the real thing. And now for the next 82 games, we'll be able to watch real exciting hockey. Uh, for tonight though, uh, it, I don't know if you saw, but it looks like, Jason Spezza is going to be getting the night off, and Nick Shore is going yes. to be checking in the fourth line center role. What are your thoughts on that? I'm going to. I'm glad you brought this up because I feel like I'm going crazy here. People are online very mad that Jason Spezza isn't playing in his in, in his first <laughs> game with the Leafs, which I mean against the Senators. That to me, the fact that it's against the Senators is a little bit gut wrenching. Uh, more of like. It's it's his, he's coming back to the East and it's an opening night. He's a veteran and it's against the team that he he played for many years with the Senators. I think he played there over ten years. Um, grew up with the organization. They drafted him, developed him, and he became a superstar there. And you would think that opening night after signing in Toronto that they would at least give him the opportunity to play his old team. But no, they're going with Shore, 
and you don't have I, you, yeah. you're okay with it i just can't like i can't care about that like, let's get real here uh, to me <laughs> it's just he's 36 years old let's not let's not treat him like he's a rookie or he's a charity case or that he just left the senators like it's been obviously he was there for a long time but he wasn't there last year like and this idea that he took uh, a big hometown discount to come play with the Leafs. We're talking about a, a 36-year-old that had 27 points last year. He is not. He was not being blown away with offers from around the league. I, I just. I don't think it's a big deal. Um, this year of all years, the focus is not on moral wins and 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 taking away positives from losses. This is about winning the Stanley Cup this year. And if that is Oh, Jason Spezza doesn't get to take a lap against the Senators on opening night. That's fine. Like he, he played in Dallas for five years. He hasn't played for the Senators since 2014. That, literally five years ago. So he's already had his emotional return against the Senators. I don't care that Jason Spezza is scratched. It it it, it brings me no emotion in one way or the other. Um, that you're gonna have to earn your ice time on this team, and he's no exception. Uh, I didn't think he was exceptional in the in the. In the in the preseason, I think you know he's still a good puck mover, but he's not a he's not fast at all. He can't skate at all, really, with any sort of speed, and and that's going to be important. Uh, and Ottawa is a young team. I just you know I, I, does he have any connection to anybody that's still on the Ottawa Senators? Probably not. So Oof. I don't maybe really Mark care. Bor- I would say maybe Mark Borietsky, but oh. other than that, Craig Anderson might have been there when he was just ramping up. Uh, but other than that, yeah, probably not. I mean, that was a long time ago, and the Senators have gone to hell and back since then. So, it's, yeah, you bring up a good point, and and I guess I just have a heart unlike you, and uh, <laughs> I want to treat him like a charity case because because we can because he's just in my head he's still that that eighty point hockey player that the Senators had oh so long ago, and I know he's not that anymore. He mm-hmm. just isn't. It's it's sad, but he's not. He's not. That's that's a, the evolution of life. Everybody goes through it, and they fizzle out of hockey as they get older in age. And this is Jason Spetz's time, and and it's happening. He's gonna get games. 100%. Uh, so I, I guess we can't be that upset about it. It's it's a one time thing, I guess. Uh, but Nick Shore, pretty much that's the only surprise that I see here uh, at the least lines at the morning skate. Uh, this morning, I saw a bunch of tweets coming out, and this is going to be the lineup. So it's going to be uh, Janssen, Matthews, Nylander as line one, Capita, Tavares, Marner as line two, Mikhaev, Kerfoot, and Moore as line three, Timoshev, Shore, and then Goat on the wing as your fourth line. Our defensive pairing is going to be Muzzin and Barry as the first unit, or I guess technically they're the first unit. Riley and CeCe. As a second pairing, Sandine Marinchin as a third pairing. None of these pairings, really. They, this is the way that we all kind of had it penciled in, I would assume. Definitely. Uh, based on the way that they also played in the preseason, it seemed like that was what was going on. And that was how they were going to... That's why they were deploying them the way that they were in the preseason. Uh, Anderson getting the start. And we'll have to wait to see who's going to be wearing the C. Yes. And we will chat about that on the other side. All right, welcome back here. Uh, Mike DiStefano still with you in the Zoobs. All right, man. We got we to gotta once again have this conversation because... I, one last I, time. One last time because tonight Mike Babcock came out 
and talked about it. He said, we will be naming a captain before game time tomorrow. Well, as we record this podcast, it's 11 o'clock on game day. And the reason why we push it is because, well, maybe they'll name a captain in the morning. It, it didn't happen. It's not happening. Like, they would be make no sense to go ahead and name a captain at this point. It's got to happen during the game on game day. And I am here for it, man. I'm so fired up that it, what the... The thing that I thought was going to happen, I thought it was a pipe dream. Way back when I had this thought back in, in July that they were just going to stroll him out. And now the captain of the Maple Leafs, blank. And it's actually going to happen. I, incredible. I think they I think they heard this podcast and stole your idea. It feels like you maybe so. you have or you have an insider in the organization. Uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be really exciting. I think that's a cool way to do it. I think, uh, you know, if you're not going to have a press conference and it, if they do, they're having it right before the game, and that's almost counter counterintuitive to the whole getting ready for a home opener. I, I think that's going to be really exciting. I think maybe people who live on Twitter might have it leaked moments before the guy steps out, but no, I think that's going to be a really cool moment. And you know, they've built, as we mentioned, they've built this for three years, and they really have deferred doing this, and and they've turned it into a big deal, and and it's going to be a big moment. It's going to be pretty cool, and I. I expect it once again. I think the betting odds have swung heavily in favor of John Tavares, and that's that's what I expect to see tonight. And you know, I, I think when we talked about this last uh, with the people that are the candidates, Tavares, Matthews, even Morgan Riley, I really don't think you can go wrong. Like those are those are really solid picks. Those are guys that you know are going to be sure. here. Those are you guys that you know are going to eat up the most minutes, and those are guys that you know play a leadership role either through being the best player on the team or handling the most responsibility or being the team's uh, sort of veteran presence. So, you know, I, I, I'm happy with any of those picks. That That's that's three really, really, really solid picks in my eyes. And it's funny, as you said, the consensus has swung that it's it's Tavares. Well, on the poll that we ran on the Locked On Leafs Twitter, and you can go follow them if you'd like, at Locked On Leafs, uh, our listeners surprisingly still are gunning for Matthews. 45% voted for Matthews, 38% voted for Tavares, and then 15% voting for Morgan Riley, 2% for other. I'm not exactly sure who they're thinking the other <laughs> could be, but, I mean, sure, I guess there's a outside of the possibility that someone else gets it. Maybe they channel their inner Mike Gillis and give it to Freddie Anderson, a goalie captain? Huh? Maybe they're giving it to Spezza. Maybe that's maybe that's why he's being held out. <laughs> he's held out for the ceremony. They're going to give him the scene. They think he's just going to be just a mess, just a ball of, of hurt, and he's not going to be able to play tonight. So uh, they'll have to, to <laughs> make his Leafs debut at a later date. Could you imagine? Oh, man. I I doubt that. That one I don't think is going to happen. Yeah, that one, that one I'm not too sure about. Yes. Um, no, I... I we talked about it before in previous podcasts how I went through the emotions of at one point thought it was going to be each of the three. You know, I thought, oh, for sure, Riley, it makes sense. And then it's like, well, oh, maybe it's Matthews. Maybe, you know, he signed a big deal. He's going to be here for a long while. He's the best player on the team. He's going to be the best going forward. And then I finally came around to, you know, no, Tavares, it's, it's got to be. And... I still don't know, honestly. Like yesterday, I was wavering a little bit on that and kind of going back to Matthews as well. So, but I, I still think it's, it's got to be JT. You know, like he's been a captain before. He's really good with the media. Uh, he's patient. Um, it's got to be 
right? Yeah. No, I think so. Right? I, I think I think you really nailed it last time as well with sort of when you read between the lines of the things that the staff has said. Uh, the kawaiiness the of Tavares is what correct. got me. Right? And, uh, you know, it was... I believe it was 22 years ago, either yesterday or the day before that, that, that Matt Sundin had been named captain. And they, they interviewed him about what it means to be Maple Leafs captain. And, and he had a great quote about, you know, you're never as good as people think you are when you're on a winning streak. And you're never as bad as you are. when You're never as bad as people say you are when you're losing. You have to be able to be unaffected by that outside noise. And when I hear, when I hear things like that, I think of John Tavares. I think he's just such a steady hand at the wheel. I think when you look at a team that is so young, uh, with so many of the core pieces being re- really still in their early 20s and still approaching their prime, the guy to lead that is a guy who's already been through it, a guy who's already been a young phenom, who's already seen what it means to be one of the young hype players in the league, then to go through how hard it is to live up to expectations and to deliver for a franchise and to lead a team through a growing period. That's all John Tavares. So to me, he's really, really a logical choice. Um, you know, as I said, I, I won't be upset if it's somebody else. But all signs between the lines to me point point to Tavares. Yeah, I agree. Uh, real quick, actually, I want to share this quick little story a, a moment ago. It slipped my mind for a second. But I was having a conversation about this yesterday when a known captain had been named and it was the day was pretty much over. It was like, well, I guess we'll have to wait till tomorrow. And it seems like they're just going to stroll them out there. And that's how it's going to be announced. And I was chatting with uh, with former NHL or former Leaf, uh, Carlo Coliacobo, about it, actually. And he was talking about how he doesn't like that idea. And I never actually thought about it from a player's perspective. And this is why I kind of want to get your thoughts on it. As a player, to be named captain, it's a big deal. It's something that... Uh, especially of the Maple Leafs because it's such a prestigious franchise to be named captain. There should be more of, of a ceremony or not a ceremony of like a, a press conference and, and, and there should be people there and he should be able to put the sweater on in front of everybody, take his pictures, you know, the more traditional way as opposed to uh, just kind of throwing them out there to the wolves, to, to the fans and, not giving him a big moment, uh, his own moment. What are your thoughts on that? I think that is all the more reason that it will be Tavares. I think that's the sort of thing that a young player maybe gets upset about not having. And I think if you present that to John Tavares, he shrugs and goes with it because that's the kind of guy that he has presented himself to be. I do, I do see that logic. I do think that makes sense. And up until, you know, the fact that it's going to be 1130 on game day, that is what I expected to happen. I expected to have a, a, a pregame press conference that is, you know, normal. That's what you normally expect. So um, I can see that logic, and I, and I, I think that does make sense, uh, and, and that would be what I would have expected going forward. I also do think that, you know, we're going to have a press conference, we're going to have all that uh, the formalities tomorrow. Then it, it only makes sense that if, if if the reveal is happening tonight at the game, we're gonna have the game. We'll have the post game scrums. I'm sure the guy will maybe go to a podium, and then tomorrow they will announce a media availability where they do the official unveiling. It is a little different. It is a little silly, but uh, it's all in the name of pageantry today. Obviously, they're trying to create a moment, and and I, I guess they're going to succeed. But I, I do I do respect that dissenting opinion. I think that is there is some validity to that. But 
to me, that's all the more reason why you put that on a veteran. The only thing about doing it tomorrow, the press conference tomorrow, is that they play in Columbus on Friday. Would they be mm. traveling tomorrow, though? Is the only... No, I guess Columbus isn't that far away. I suppose you could travel up there Friday morning and, and be fine. It's probably just a quick like one-hour one flight, one and a half, two hours at the most. So I guess maybe that's not something to look into. But, um, yeah, I, I, I you bring up a good point, too. The fact that it's Tavares, I don't think that he'll have an issue with, with doing it this way. Uh, he's a team man. He's a humble guy. And he doesn't want to have all the limelight. He just wants to stroll out there. And he just happens to have the captaincy, which is a big deal. And I think he's going to appreciate it. But at the same time, he doesn't need to validate himself through the media, through the fans. He knows that it's a, a very large accomplishment to be the captain of the Maple Leafs. And uh, I, I don't think he needs the validation from others, which is yes. great, which is totally a quality that you want a captain. So it's perfect. Totally. And I want to reserve the right for both of us to be wrong about this and to change all this logic to fit uh, Austin Matthews somehow. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're never wrong. Never That's wrong here on Locked on Leafs. And I'm sure we're going to get all of our predictions right in our next segment when we talk about who's going to win the Vesna, the Hard, the Cup. And we'll do that all in just a moment. All right, welcome back to Locked On Leafs. Mike DiStefano here with the Zoobs. And so now, this is really the only time that we get a chance to talk about this, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to try and make our league-wide predictions. And we're going to see if we can... I just want to name maybe one of them. If I get one of them right at the end of the year, I will be so happy because you just never know, honestly. You never know what these things, how it's gonna, how everything's going to play out. It's such a tight game these days. Uh, there's so much parity in the league. It's it's insane. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to try and figure out. Uh, we're going to take predictions on who's going to win. The Hart, the Jack Adams, the Calder, the Vesna, the Norris, and the Stanley Cup. So seven major awards in the league. And then we'll make one bold prediction. And I think that's where we got to start. Do you have a bold prediction on the year? League-wide. Doesn't have to be Maple Leafs related. Can be, but anything league-wide. I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna start off super hot. I'm gonna All say right. my, my bold go. prediction, and I am gonna make it Leafs, is that Austin Matthews wins the Richard trophy. Whoa! There Booyah. it is. There Booyah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> Over Ovi. Yeah, for sure. All right. I know. I know that. I know right. that seems crazy, but I just, I, you know, what are we doing here? If not picking off the Matthews to win the win the Richard? <laughs> Look, if honestly though, it's not crazy to say if he's healthy, and that's that's what irks me about Austin Matthews over the last couple of years. It's like, man, if you could just stay on the ice, man, just stay mm-hmm. on the ice for a full season. You could put yourself in the conversation as a top five player in the National Hockey League. Like, he has the skill. He has the talent. Actually, I don't Did you see that quote from Mark Borietsky, uh yesterday about how he has a God-given talent that not everybody yes. has? Yes. Yeah, that was terrific. But it's true. He does. He has such a gift. And, and you know, he obviously worked hard as uh, growing up to, to be as good as he is. Let's not 
Right. Totally put his hard work aside. But, yeah, he could totally win the Richard. Great one. Great one. I'm feeling it. I'm going to go out west for mine, and this is a, a, my bold prediction. I think the Vancouver Canucks, led by Elias Pettersson, are going to make the playoffs this year. Ooh, I think they that do is it. spicy. I think they get in. I, I like the, the offseason additions that they made. They added Michael Furland and, and JT Miller into the top six. They kind of solidified the back end a little bit. Full year of Quinn Hughes. They brought in Tyler Myers, big guy with a big shot. They got Jordy Ben as a third-pairing defenseman, good steady man down there. I like the things that they've done. I think Mar- uh, Jacob Markstrom has really, last over the last year, year and a half, has taken taken that leap, that step to be a, a number one goaltender and a top, we'll say top end goal, top 15 goaltender in the league, in, in my opinion. Um, and I think that they kind of put things all together and get themselves a wild card spot and get themselves into the dance. I like that. Spicy. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. And, and if that happens, like I said, it's only because Elias Pettersson had himself a year. And that's why I have him as mm-hmm. my Hart Trophy nomination. Holy smokes. Hey man, if my prediction is that Vancouver wins and makes the playoffs, I'm I'm kind of going like kind of what happened when New Jersey made the playoffs and Taylor Hall made uh, won the Hart Trophy. That's kind of my comparison on this one, where you know MVP, right? It's the lead, it's the most valuable player to his team, and if this yes. team can make the playoffs, it's because that guy balled out. I uh, I'm gonna I mean my Hart Trophy is going to be. I'm picking McDavid. You know, I, I can try to dance it up. I expect Fair. him. I expect him to be carrying a truly absurd amount of weight this year, and to be night in, night out, just like laughably racking up points. Um, yeah, I think I think that's a safe pick, but it's my pick nonetheless. I might be going safe the rest of the way here. I, I used up all my risky points on on Matthews for the <laughs> for the Richard. All right, uh, Jack Adams. Who you got? Oh God, this one's hard. this one's always hard. To, this one's always hard. I know. Well, because um, it's essentially the the what coach did better than expected, right? Yeah. It doesn't go to the best coach. Go show me a team who won the President's Trophy. Guarantee you that coach didn't win the Jack Adams that year. Like, yeah, it, it ends. up I would actually being... like to go and look at that. Look at how how often the Jack the President's Trophy winner also won jack adams because i i guarantee you it's not a lot yeah and it ends up being like it's basically like which team's goaltending will overperform um that's what happens that too um you know what i'm gonna take a shot in the dark i'll take david quinn and the rangers i think the rangers are gonna have an, an, a surprising year maybe it doesn't end up being the most successful stat year but i think i think the rangers surprise some people when he gets a bunch of credit i could be dead wrong about that jack adams is a very tough one it is a tough one um for me i'm juggling between two here i'm not sure if he won one yet but i'm gonna go with joel quenville mm. uh coming over first year coach now with the uh, panthers. florida panthers uh they had they didn't make the playoffs last year i think that this is a team they went out they solidified their goaltending with bobrovsky they added a couple of other pieces through free agency, and then you add a bonafide Stanley Cup winning coach like Joel Quenville, who, funny enough, 
don't think he won a single Jack Adams when he was a perennial contender with Chicago. Uh, and I think he's going to finally get the recognition uh, that he d- deserves. And I'm going to go with Joel Quenville of the Florida Panthers, Jack Adams, 2019-2020. It's a much All better right. pick than mine. A much better pick. <laughs> Let's go with the Calder, Rookie of the Year. Who's going to have a good year for you? I'm going to stick with my Rangers. I'm going to say Capo Caco. I'm a, I, I love to say Capo Caco. I love to watch Capo Caco. I'm going to say it one more time. Capo Caco. Subes, we're on the same boat here. Also taking Capo Caco for say the same reason. Say it one more time. It's so damn fun to say Capo Caco. Capo Caco. Jack Hughes would give him a run for his money. For sure. I wanted to say Capo Caco, so let's let's just leave it at that. Capo Caco. <laughs> Capo Caco. Vest <laughs> uh, the nominee. Who do you got? Goaltender go of the year. Yeah. I'm gonna go Vasilevsky. I, I expect I expect Tampa Bay to be really good all year long. And I don't I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. And I think, you know, we saw them really just bludgeon teams last year with, with their power play and with getting up early in games. I think this year they might not be off the throttle a little bit, but they're going to be playing a little more strategically where, you know, saving some in the tank for the end of the year. I expect them to uh, really end up being stingier this year, but maybe give maybe be a little more focused on on protection. So I, I you're going to see this when I pick the Norris as well, but I like, I like Vasilevsky. I, I think Tampa Bay is every reason to believe he's going to have uh, great numbers in a great year and, and be really well protected. And, and the numbers will end up Moving forward, he's going to have the wins. He's going to have the goals against. I like Vassy. Vassy's always a safe pick, but I didn't want to go with a safe pick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I, I went Sergei Bobrovsky for a lot of the same reasons, uh, but also I think that Florida is going to have a very good year, really strong year. And Bobrovsky, he's already a, a Vesna, a perennial Vesna candidate as is. You put him on a squad like Florida's, and you're looking at a hell of a team. And uh, I think his first year, he's going to end up collecting quite a good amount of votes in the voting. So I'm going to go with Sergey Bobrovsky. Beautiful pick. Uh, James Norris, Defenseman of the Year. Based on what you said, I think we have the same pick. Victor Hedman. Yes, sir. The time has come. I think I I am a huge fan of his game. I think, the, like a guy his size, he's so fun to watch. And you would think that you would never ever ever lose track of a dude who is six foot six on the rush. But he finds a way to join the rush, to put up points, to play all situations. Uh, I expect this to be really his best year yet. He he's in his prime. He's twenty eight years old. He, he's done it all. He's seen it all. It, it's all about that next level for Tampa Bay, and I expect him to be the straw stirring the drink. I think he's going to be a calming influence. I think night in, night out, they're going to be just a powerhouse, and it'll start at the back with Vasilevsky and Hedman. I couldn't have said it any better myself. I, I personally believe that Victor Hedman is the best all-around defenseman in the game today. I think he is one of the greats. Um, he'll go down as, as one of the best defensemen uh, of our generation. Um, and honestly, like, it's just, it's it's time. I don't 
he hasn't won one yet, has he? Don't believe so. I don't believe so. So, like, how? Because he's been outstanding. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, that team gets so much notoriety for how good they are and how skilled they are. But Victor Hedman's name doesn't come up a lot. And it's because he's not a forward. I get it. Or or a goaltender. Pardon but me. Honestly, he, won, he won two years ago. He won okay, in 17-18. So, oh, right, 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 right. But he's, he's going to win another. Agreed. Definitely going to win another. All right, uh, Stanley Cup champions, who do you have? I mean, this is the easiest pick of them all, my friend. It's the Maple Leafs. It's Maple Leafs <laughs> over Maple Leafs over Golden Knights. That is that is the future we are living in. Um, you know, I got to stay true to who I am. I'm in. I'm in this. I'm on this podcast because I am on the journey to watching this team win the Stanley Cup. I, I think. I think. Last year, with with how poorly it ended in the first round exit and the, that sour taste in the mouth, I think we really lost track of how close they truly were last year. Boston almost won the Stanley Cup, and the Leafs almost beat Boston. I think the Leafs are better this year. I think they have the motivation all year long to avoid Boston, so I think they're going to be really gunning from Game 1 all the way to from Game 82. I think it's going to be a competitive year. They're going to be tested all, all year long, and I think they're a better team than they were last year. I like the Leafs to win the goddamn Stanley Cup. Once again, fired up to go. I it's finally game day, and I'm so happy now because I just want to watch some hockey. I want to watch these friggin' Maple Leafs go out there and score a bunch of goals. Uh, but unfortunately, I had to take the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, I need for, a new host. We need a new co-host for obvious <laughs> reasons. Um, just. You know, they're the Kings until they're not. I, I think that this is they're just so deep, so good, so talented. They're so tough to beat, man. They're going to be so tough to beat. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're right. I yes. really do. <laughs> Nothing will make me more happy. Like, we just had a massive parade earlier this year when the Raptors won. The Leafs, if they win the Stanley Cup, like, that Raptors parade will be just nothing compared to what will happen if the Leafs are bringing that Stanley Cup all the way down on that parade route. There'll be fire. Young Street. Oh, my God. It will be ridiculous. It's going to be scary. Um, but we'll see, man. Game one tonight, 82 in the regular season. And then we got the dance, the playoffs. It's a long year. We'll see what happens. And it all starts tonight, baby. It all starts can't tonight. Can't wait. Uh, just a reminder, puck drop for tonight is going to be 7 o'clock. Maple Leafs versus the Ottawa Senators. Game one of the season. Let's go, Leafs. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Uh, listen and follow the show for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can listen to Locked On Leafs. Uh, you can even listen on your smart speakers by saying, play podcast Locked On Leafs, which I think is pretty cool and kind of wild for how times are just changing. And you could just tell a smart speaker to play something and just plays it. Amazing. That's crazy. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Leafs. Follow me at Mickey underscore Canuck and follow the Zoobs at the underscore Zoobs. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss some real hockey. But till then, enjoy the game and keep it locked right here.
on Locked on Leafs.